0: So they say it's January. One of the things I love about this time of the year is that we're all generally teeming with excitement. New is in the air. We have resolutions or some of us are resisting resolutions, but if we're honest, low key, there is an undercurrent of us trying to figure out how do I want to show up this year? What do I want to change? What modifications do I need to make? This year for Woman Evolve, our focus is on hope. That means that All year long We're going to be talking about The hope that comes In our world How we can embrace it How do we protect it How do we maximize it In those seasons Where it feels a little low So for January We thought it was appropriate To start off with hope For new. There are so many things we start focusing on when we start thinking about what we want to have hope for when it comes to new. I think about uh, how do I want to show up? How do I want to change the way that I do business? How do I want to change the way that I am in relationship with others? Well, This week, we're gonna talk about the hope for new perspective of possibilities. When I started praying about this, I really wanted us to take a minute and think about how our lives change, not necessarily because everything in them changes, but because our perspective on what's possible begins to change. There's a scripture in Mark. It's Mark 1, 14 through 15, and it's the New King James Version. But it's when John was put in prison and Jesus came to Galilee and he's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And he's saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Now, if you grew up like I did in church, when you hear the word repent, you automatically start trying to figure out what it is that you need to change about you because something is wrong. This word, though, is not as scary as some of the old church. Some may have had us to believe because repent is literally about changing the way that you think. Re- penting. Penting, that pent is about perspective and mindset. I need to change the way I'm thinking because as a man thinketh, so is he. So when we start talking about repenting, I think it comes down to really recognizing that there is a new perspective of possibilities that are available to us. And so if I change my mind, I can change what's possible for my life. This week, I am excited to introduce you to Tiara. Tiara is this beautiful soul who I got to have conversation with and we talk about having hope for a new perspective Uh, but oftentimes that hope for a new perspective comes through trying times through difficulties and so if you're listening to this podcast and you are hanging on to hope or maybe you're facing something that feels a bit challenging I want you to know that we have you in mind And it is my prayer that by time this conversation is over, that you would have a new perspective, not because everything changed, but because you changed the way that you were seeing everything. And when you change, may the possibilities become so tangible that you go and get them. Let's go. Hey girl, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you for doing this with me. Of course. I heard hope is your word for the new year, too. Absolutely. Tell me about
1: it. So for this new year, I'm just hoping to look at things in a new perspective. Mm -hmm. Last year, you know, I sat down with God and I asked him a lot of questions. I'm like, why are you doing this to my life? Why am I isolated? Why aren't my blessings pouring in the way that you used to pour them into me? Mm -hmm. And I realized that he had me covered. He had me... in a moment of rest. And Mm -hmm. I realized that I had to look at his period of isolation as a resting period because when that time does come, when the blessings start rolling in, the rest is gonna not be as available as it is now. So I had to look at the isolation and the rest in a different perspective or else I was not gonna trust on him too much. And our relationship has just grew over this year because I had to surrender. And once I did surrender, that's when everything started aligning. And it was only the first, second week of this year, and I already see what surrender has done for me.
0: Really? Okay, so I want to know about like what surrender has done for you. But I also want to know like what did you learn in the isolation? Because I think that all of us go through seasons where it's, you know, maybe we're not physically isolated, but it's just difficult to connect with people the way that we once did. What Mm -hmm. did isolation teach you that you are grateful for now?
1: Isolation taught me how people treat you based on what you have or what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And it taught me how, who's going to be in my life. They, may, they have to accept me without the gold and the glory. So mm-hmm. it taught me how, yes, you can have money. You can have the material items and the possessions. However, the people who truly love you, all they required for you was to show up. And I can show up with nothing. I can show up naked and they're still going to accept and love me. So it showed me the strength of those spiritual connections. And it taught me how to rely on myself because in 2021, I moved across the country by myself, just on a leap of faith. And it just taught me that I can do what I said I'm going to do. So that isolation, it built my strength up.
0: Okay, so I want to break that down a little bit because when you talk about like showing up, I think that there's a part of me that's like I am going to show up when I'm strong, when I am knowledgeable, when I feel like I have abundance within me. But I feel like this year in addition to hope that my word is confidence, and I feel like confidence is not about showing up when everything is going well, it's not about showing up when you feel like you're at your best, but trusting that you can show up in whatever state you're in and That's okay, that there's no judgment connected to how you're showing up in any given moment, that it's all a part of the human experience. And so I wonder, can you tell me, like, how has your perspective on showing up, how has that changed since you've gone through the isolation? And maybe you could give me an example of when you like actively chose to like, I'm showing up raggedy, like I'm showing up, like the girl is not where she needs to be, but this is where the girl is. So this is how the girl is coming. So tell me about some times where you've shown up and you're like, this is my truth. I'm living in truth. And right now the truth is looking the way it's looking.
1: Absolutely. So um, as an accountant in the entertainment industry, I kind of started my role very entry level. However, I was very advanced. Like I am management level. I can Mm -hmm. run my department level. And I knew that it was a period of you need to learn the atmosphere, you need to learn the environment. So I'm like, why are you, why do you have me at entry level when you know I'm a manager, I'm a CEO? So I had to show up in those rooms where I wasn't deemed the smartest or the most important in the room and still speak my truth. So I'm on a meeting with agents and executives, and to them, I'm just not as important as their role. And I'm like, I need more black accountants. I need, be more financially literate. I need help in this area. So showing up in spaces where your voice can be ridiculed or it can be looked at in a different way, I just had to keep going in that path. So just Mm -hmm. showing up in those executive meetings when I wasn't an executive, but still standing and being able to hold those conversations, it just taught me that I am a leader and I am deserving to be in this room and it doesn't matter my role. You hear my voice and you see my face and he will do the rest. Yeah. So showing up when I know that this it's a battle, it's gonna be a risk, I just had to keep going in that in that way.
0: I feel like in order to do that, there is an inherent trust in your value that you must possess so that you believe that when you open your mouth, that when you are speaking up in those meetings or showing up in those rooms, that you have something that is worth adding value. That's definitely been like... I think my number one struggle Mm -hmm. is like believing that I could add value to a conversation to another person. I think as a result of that, I always found myself overextending myself because I just didn't believe that what I was giving was enough. So it's like, how Mm -hmm. can I give more? How can I give more to prove or not even I think I was telling myself that I wanted to prove I was valuable. Mm -hmm. But I think in hindsight and with some growth that I didn't trust that I was valuable. So I felt like you're only as good as what you did, you know, a few minutes ago like what can you do now and I think that constant competition with yourself to prove that you are valuable is just the result of insecurity and I think part of the work that I've been doing is to really trust that my value is not in my performance it's not in what I do for others my value is in how I think and how I view the world and my willingness to be willing to share that without need for validation but trusting that it can make you know whatever circumstance or person better so i wonder like what has been your journey with value and like self-worth how has it evolved or how have you kept it intact because i don't want to assume everyone's had to go through the same struggle so like how did you preserve it or how did you go back there and restore it
1: um i would say i had a very interesting journey on self-love and self-worth um and uh in redefining redefining with luxury means for me is luxury is the freedom to be able to explore and on my path i had the luxury to be able to explore myself who am i where am i going where have i come from what's in my dna and what do i want what change do i want to see in the world and you know i'm in college but i was going on vacation So I was, you know, not the traditional path of success. I'm like, I need to feel my spirit. I need to know who I am because when I walk into the rooms, those people can't tell me who I am. So for me to restore myself and really value myself and have that boundary of respect, I did a lot of healing work. Um, I went to therapy for the first time last year and I was able to look myself in the mirror, the good, the bad, the ugly. And when you are able to love your shadow, when you're able to love those seemingly unloving things, you just grow a different relationship with yourself. And I'm not as hard on myself anymore because while I'm not perfect, I am a human and I'm going to experience different nuances. And just knowing that perfection is not what God asks of me. He just asks me to show up. It has led me to a more peaceful and, you know, path of restoration because I didn't have to exhaust myself. I didn't have to prove to him who I was. He knows my name, gave it to me. And he's like, I have your path led for you. So just trusting him and surrendering to his acceptance, I was able to really restore myself and just love myself fully.
0: Okay, so I think that's like the perfect segue to talk about. We're like just a couple weeks into the new year, and you told me that you can already tell why that isolation was so necessary. So let me mind your business for a minute. Like, <laughs> what are we doing this year? What's up?
1: So, this year, we're relaunching two businesses this tax season my accounting firm will be available for services and i have a clothing line where i heal through my art and in my you know professional work like with a company i'm being put in leadership roles so this year i'm moving from the back of the classroom i'm going front and center and i increase my visibility so this year i'm going to be seen heard and I know that I can't. I can't run anymore. But this year, we're, we're outside.
0: Okay. So, what is possible for you now that you once thought was impossible? Whether that was last year or ten years ago, maybe when you were a little girl. Like, what is possible that you once thought was impossible?
1: It's possible right now for me to have it all, and for me having it all is being in a position to create opportunity and connect with women and youth, but also being able to fall in love. So having the career, having the business, but also coming home to that heavenly energy. So just having it all on both sides, serving, but also being served.
0: Oh, this is, let's go deeper. (laughs) Why do you think that you once thought it was impossible? I thought it was impossible because
1: the way that I viewed love, the way that I experienced love, I didn't feel that my counterpart was on this earth. I I felt like my dreams and hopes of love was so out of this world that it was Mm -hmm. just a dream, that it was just a fantasy. But now that I'm living in my dream town i'm driving my dream car i'm in my dream role my dream man has to be ready and available for me there's there's no way that i i must serve and i won't be served so i just know that now that i'm stepping into my path someone is going to walk with me or meet me at the end of the tunnel
0: I love that. How do you go about protecting that hope? Um, because I feel like that's like my focus for the year. I think so many of us start off in a space of hope. We're like so excited about whatever our target is, whatever our new perspective on our journey is going to be. But then we experience disappointment or things take longer than we anticipated. What are you doing to protect your hope in that area of your life?
1: One, one thing that I love to do is I write to love every day. Mm. Even when it's not physically available for me, I'll write a journal and say, dear love, I had a great day today. I wish that I could tell you how I experienced such joy. And I know I'll see you soon. So it's just like writing to that love and knowing that it's there, but it's waiting for me. So I just connect to it, even though it's not physically present.
0: That's amazing because I think it keeps it at the forefront of your mind and it keeps it real. It keeps it tangible. I think what I love about your story, which is something that I try to encourage women all of the time, is like your life does not have to be on hold until your dream love arrives. Mm -hmm. Like You can still pursue the career. You can still travel. And I love even seeing you launching your businesses. I want to talk a little bit about your purpose, specifically when it relates to financial literacy, because I feel like that's something that... That is so important for underserved communities who haven't had the knowledge or even the luxury of being able to look beyond just surviving and into how do I sustain and then have overflow? Why do you think financial literacy is so important, regardless of what age you are?
1: Financial literacy is important because it's the physical manifestation of our energy. So it's our resources. It's how we're going to move throughout the world. And being financial literate means that you're able to make long-term decisions and you're able to move accordingly in the way of your money is flowing. Because when you're stagnant or when you are viewing finances in a way of desperation or in a way of lack, you're going to see holes in your finances. You're going to see holes in your financial abundance. So I believe being financial literate, it declares a certain level of freedom and a certain level of independence that wouldn't be offered if you weren't financial literate. Money is a tool that we have to coexist with. There's no way around it. So being able to coexist but also have a healthy relationship, you're, you'll see just changes in your life.
0: Are you restless during the day due to trouble sleeping at night? Girl, I've been there, done that, and found a solution, Peaceful Bedtime Bible Stories. Now delegation, hear me out. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app guiding hundreds of thousands of people around the world in biblical truth and personal reflection. I use Abide as part of my nighttime routine. After long days of juggling multiple roles and wearing many hats as a wife, mom, pastor, and entrepreneur, I love listening to scriptures that affirm who I am in Christ. Abide, sleep, and pray meditation has made going to bed so much easier and the sleep feels better too. Sis, can you imagine resting in the arms of God all night long? Whether you're interested in better sleep, relaxing music, or daily devotionals, this personalized app has something just for you. Download the Abide app today and find peace amidst the chaos. Right now, I have a special offer when you subscribe. 25 off your first year when you sign up for the premium subscription, but only if you text my promo code EVOLVE to 22433. Don't wait. Download Abide Sleep and Pray Meditation today and text my promo code EVOLVE to 22433 today to get 25% off. Okay. So I want to talk about having a new perspective on money and what's possible with money. Because when you said that, you know, if you have a lack mentality, then you're going to be limited. But there are some people who look at their finances like this ain't a a lack mentality. Like this is a lack factual. Like this is a fact that I don't have enough or, or things are just not flowing in the way that I need. How do you change your perspective if you can't change your income? you
1: have to rely on your faith and Mm. you have to have a certain level of delusion because it's kind of like an unknown spirit. It's unknown, right? You have to trust the mystery that, Hey, I don't have it now, but in the future it may come. And there's a quote that I just love so dearly. And it says, my father is rich. This is his world. This is his land. So therefore resources are unlimited and available for me. I just need to act or I just need to reroute. I'll give you an example of you want new money. However, you have bills that need to be paid. You didn't make room for new money to come because you exhausted those resources here. So it's like you have to have an account and we call it um, a balance of the books. So it's like Mm -hmm. your expenses versus your income is your equity. So, therefore, if you are putting out more that's coming in, you have to reroute. You have to change your equation. And it's about money management. And that goes, that ties into managing emotions. Are you impulsively buying? Are you buying to keep up with others? What are the needs of your finances? Because I feel another thing with being financially literate is we want a lifestyle, we don't want wealth. Mm. you know you, you want the cars you want yeah. the houses that's not wealth that's just riches mm. you buy a car that's going to depreciate immediately you buy a house it's going to be it, it needs repairs it needs improvements so redefining what wealth looks like and looking at that in the long run is just going to be so important
0: wow That is, I think, such vital information for us to really understand. I think even as we're growing, I think that, you know, many of the people who listen to this podcast are at an age where they're really beginning to evaluate their careers and what path do they want to take and ultimately how do they get to a place of abundance and wealth and even generational wealth when applicable. So I think that that mentality is... um, It's paradigm shifting, and I think that it affects generations. Is it something that you kind of I want to say inherited, or did you have to learn financial literacy in the school of hard knocks?
1: I feel my family connects on business. We always were money motivated, and it was always embedded into me. However, I had just had to take it a step further with management and the long run in the investment. So I I feel like it was embedded in me, but I had to go launch that, launch that path. And another thing that I would like to speak on about changing your perspective on money is settling. Um, About last year, I wanted extra income because I I like self-care. I like to splurge. I like to have facials, get my nails and hair done. And I had an opportunity on the table But I would have had to sacrifice my integrity. I would have had to sacrifice Mm. my time. So while that money was there, while that bag was available, I had to choose myself or the money. Mm. So you have to make decisions based on integrity, based on you don't want to sacrifice anything. You don't want to have to compromise yourself just because you need money.
0: Wow. Okay, so I have a question for you. It's going to seem a little random, but I'm going to bring it at home. Who is the most important woman in your life? My mother. Mm. My Tell mom- me about her. Oh.
1: If I had... If I didn't know who God was, I would think it was my mother. Wow. If she needed my heart right now, we could take it. My mother is just... Oh, my mother is just so beautiful because I'm allowed to show up in her home and she still loves me. I'm allowed to be a child. I'm allowed to go follow my dreams. I'm allowed to do whatever Tierra wants to do and she supports me. And it's just so beautiful that her love does not depend on me showing up in any way. I remember I told her, when I when I moved to California I'm like thank you so much and she's like I already knew you were gonna do it you just your mind can do anything you're so powerful so just having someone who lives for you it, it's the most powerful force you can have because I feel like my mother she had me when she was 19 and she understood her assignment she became a mother and from there on, it just showed me that the power of a woman, the strength of a woman, and the love of a woman. One, for one of her birthdays, I told her, if I can be half the mother you are, I will be, <laughs> I will accept that. It's just her love and her support and her her desire to nurture and care for others that are not even her own. is just so beautiful to witness. Hmm.
0: Okay, so one of the things that I want to do this year is I want to figure out the women who have shaped the lives of the women I get to connect with. And so, what's your mother's name? Taisha. Taisha. Yes. Taisha. So I am honored to get to know Taisha through you today. I'm wondering when you look at her life, when you look at the impact that she's made on your life, what is one thing that you hope she knows? about her existence?
1: That she is deserving of love and a walking vessel of love. Mm. And that she has unlimited help and support to fulfill any desire or dream that she has. And that she doesn't have to... She doesn't have to put her life on hold for us anymore because i'm okay i'm all right and um i can she built me up and she poured so much love into me that i don't need you anymore you you're free you can go fly and go explore yourself with dreams at this big age <laughs>
0: <laughs> at this big age i love it um my mother i feel like you talk about your mother the way that I speak about my mother. And I know what it's like when they take that responsibility seriously. They understand the assignment. They don't always see when the graduation has occurred. Mm-hmm. And so I think the greatest gift that we can give the women who did show up for us in those ways is telling them, hey, sis, like, throw that cap in the air. You graduated. graduated. Now <laughs> go live. So I hope she gets to hear this and hear you say that. We're going to answer an advice question together. You you ready? Yes. Okay it says Hi Pastor Sarah How are you And how are you coping With all the new Happening in your life Just so you know I'm so proud of you My leader Now to my question SJR I'm getting married And after praying about it I know he's the one Marrying him Will mean I have to move From Nigeria To Manchester UK That's where I'm struggling Because I know God is pulling me Out of my comfort zone For growth But the truth is Even thinking of it Makes me go blank I don't know What to expect So therefore I don't even know How to prepare For this new phase of my life I don't even have the eagerness to prepare For all that God is bringing me My biggest fear is inadequacy What if I'm not equipped for it? SJR, please. How do you bring yourself to prepare for new heights, even when you feel small or overwhelmed? I've seen you do this over and over, even in that don't drop the mic moment. I saw it. I know it's the Holy Ghost, but I just keep feeling like there's something I have to do. I don't know if you'll be able to understand my dilemma, but I trust the Holy Spirit has put a word in your heart for me. Okay, I'm gonna let you kick it off.
1: Okay. My advice would be is to do nothing but show up. What's on the other side is something that you've never saw before. So you're not going to know how to maneuver. One of the things about the mystery and one of the things about trying to get to the other side is you have to trust that what's over there. It may be scary because it's new territory. However, you have your husband by your side now. You have God by your side now. So you're not going to that other side of home. You have someone ready and available for you to experience this new journey. So know that your husband, he's by your side and he just wants you to show up. And let God do the rest. Just show up.
0: That's so good. I'm gonna take, like, I'm gonna say the same thing you said, but I'm gonna just say it differently because that way people will be like, oh, wow, Sarah said something different. But I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything different. Okay, so <laughs> walking with God be like this you walk into your kitchen, you look at the refrigerator, you look in the pantry, and you say, I don't have nothing to cook. You go into another room and you're getting ready to order something, and God's like, you know what? Go in the kitchen. We're about to make a six course meal, and you're gonna have people over. And you're like, God, I don't have what it takes. I don't I don't have enough ingredients. Like I don't even have anything to work with. And God's like, "Are you going to trust me?" You go into the kitchen and let me tell you about this guy we serve. He tells you ingredient by ingredient. He doesn't even tell you what the meal is going to be. You don't know if it's going to be hot or cold. You don't know if you're going to need the oven. If you you don't even know what you're going to be working with, but ingredient by ingredient, God tells you little by little how we're going to prepare this table in the presence of your enemies. Mm-hmm. So many of us want to know the full picture immediately, but God never gives us the full picture. He just gives us one step of a brushstroke. So I say to you, my friend, as you prepare to embark on this beautiful new journey of marriage, if you're feeling inadequate, you're probably right. If you had this, you would not need God and you would not need faith. I say that inadequacy is your superpower and scripture backs it up. It says that his strength, Jesus strength is made perfect in your weakness. So when you feel inadequate, it's time to tap into the superpower and say, I'm nervous, I'm scared, but I'm going to show up anyway, because I trust that everything is in alignment and my obedience will reveal ingredient after ingredient that will help me prepare this beautiful, beautiful meal that will be my life that will feed generations after generations. All I have to do is show up. So we're on the same page. show up <laughs>
1: and I think that um, it goes back to control, when we know everything, we feel like we're in control, I have, I have the blueprint, I have the layout, now I know how to maneuver, it's blindly trusting and blindly being led to know that, okay let me surrender control to him and mm-hmm. let him hold my hand and see how your life will unfold, so release control and surrender
0: Okay, so that I think that's like a beautiful way to start landing the plane, because when I think about hope for a new perspective of what's possible, I have to relinquish my need for control. Um, I think a lot of my perspective is limited to what I think is possible and what is within my control. And I think that that makes me feel comfortable and sometimes it makes me feel powerful. But I also know that it makes me feel stagnant. So I have been practicing when I wake up in the morning to remind myself anything could happen anything could happen. You could get a phone call that something has gone terribly wrong. You could get one phone call that changes your life for the rest of your life. But if you insist that this day goes exactly as you plan, you will miss out on the beauty of what's possible when you surrender to it not being in your control. So my homework, my um, homework, my, my semester final, my doctorate, my thesis, all of it is on releasing my need to be in control and trusting that whatever comes my way, God feels like I can handle it and show up for it or create a boundary. And so I'm leaning into moments instead of seasons. And I am trusting that I'll look back and that will be most fulfilling for me. What are you hoping to have a new perspective on this year?
1: I'm hoping to accept the contrast better Mm. The situations that you speak of, like I'll use the example of, I want to go drive to the mall. There's going to be so many variables out of my control. There's going to be traffic. There's going to be other cars. There may be an accident. I need to learn how to accept the contrast better and know that while that is still present, I am not off my path. Wow. I can still exist in this environment where there's discomfort. It may be chaotic but I'm still aligned with my path. And if there Mm -hmm. is a reroute that needs to be made, I know that help is on the way. So learning to accept the contrast better and knowing that it doesn't mean I'm not still on my path.
0: So good, so good. Tiara, thank you so much for talking to me. I love your spirit. I love the way that your words are laced with such grace and compassion. So thank you for sharing your light with me. Oh,
1: thank you so much. And um, I just wanna, Give thanks to you for sharing your space with me and your service to the world because one of my favorite quotes from listening to your podcast, I believe it may have been on the Potter House, and it was either yourself or your husband, and you said, if heaven sent it, earth must accept it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm heaven sent, so I have to be accepted. So from there mm-hmm. on, I knew that I'm accepted into the heavenly gates. It just poured so much light and spirit into me.
0: Oh, I love that and it's evident It's evident because you're definitely glowing Thank you love to you Thank you so much Take care
1: Thank you. Bye
0: Delegation I love y'all for real like in Real life and Tierra, I already Told you your light it shines so Brightly it was such a pleasure Connecting with you my hope Is for this episode to encourage Listeners to dig deep And remain open to all things new. The possibilities are endless. I'll talk to you next week.